The Anchored City Podcast is recorded in Anchorage, Alaska, on the traditional lands of the Denina Athabascan people. October of 2019, Vox.com published an article by Nisha Chital titled, Millennials Have Dinner Parties, They Just Don't Call Them That. The article had the subtitle of, Like Many Things Millennials Killed, The Dinner Party Has Simply Adapted for the Post-Recession Era. The article starts by mentioning that Martha Stewart recommends beginning food preparation for a dinner party a week in advance. Martha also recommends that dinner parties have a theme. The author also shares that Emily Post's great-granddaughter Lizzie Post encourages that invitations be written on paper and sent in the mail. The piece goes on to note that the New York Times writer Gary Trebay once lamented that the dinner party was dead. The main point of the article is that the formality of the proper dinner party has faded, but gathering with friends over food continues. Chital writes, That doesn't mean that dinner parties have become obsolete in 2019. They've just evolved. Millennials prioritize friendships, so they still value gathering with their friends and loved ones over food and drinks, but they've changed the playbook to adapt to our post-recession economy. That means formal dinners served on China with roast and martinis have been replaced with having your friends over to your apartment for chili night and white claws. The cornbread might get a little burnt, Some people might have to sit on the floor, but the important thing is getting together with friends and enjoying each other's company, not stressing out over tablescapes and etiquette. Less than six months after those words were published in that Vox article, the entire world was in lockdown and no one was gathering with friends for a meal. Now that the lockdowns have ended, gathering with friends or family for a meal is as popular as ever. I was recently talking with a friend in Montreal a city that experienced both COVID lockdowns and curfews during the pandemic. She shared that now that things have opened back up, her and her husband are hosting dinners and meeting friends for meals almost daily. There is something hardwired in humans that draws us to a table to be together. While gathering over food is one of the things that makes us human, the conversations that take place during the meal can quickly expose the worst of humanity. In recent years, it's become an annual ritual for comedians to make jokes about family fights over holiday meals. And after this past year and a half, in which we've become more divided in light of the pandemic and the presidential election, dinners are strewn with more landmines than ever before. If you do a Google search for topics to avoid at a dinner party, there are lots of lists and articles for discussion subjects to avoid, including religion, money, food comparisons, 
health, sex, politics, salary, race, death, and medical issues. Growing up, I remember learning that there were three things that you never talked about, regardless of the circumstances. Money, religion, and politics. Bringing up those topics has the real potential to cause a good dinner party to go bad. But what makes a good dinner party? Some do's and don'ts tips from bonappetit.com include Don't try a new recipe. Make something you know. Do start cooking a little earlier than you think you should. Do take your guests' dietary restrictions into consideration, but don't go crazy worrying about them. Do make a playlist, but don't play it too loud. It's background music. Do accept some help if you want it, but don't let guests do the dishes, unless they're related to you or they're compulsive. Do serve dessert, and do think about serving it away from the table, and do manage your expectations. That is quite a list, and you might have learned the hard way of other things to consider when hosting a dinner party. Another way to answer the question, what makes a good dinner party, is simple. It's one word. Hospitality. Henry Nouwen, a Dutch Catholic priest, professor, and author, who wrote nearly 40 books on spirituality, says of hospitality, Hospitality means primarily the creation of free space, where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Hospitality is not to change people, but to offer them a space where change can take place. It's not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom not disturbed by dividing lines. The paradox of hospitality is that it wants to create emptiness. Not a fearful emptiness, but a friendly emptiness where strangers can enter and discover themselves as created free. Free to sing their own songs, speak their own languages, dance their own dances, free also to leave and follow their own vocations. Hospitality is not a subtle invitation to adore the lifestyle of the host, but the gift of a chance for the guest to find his own. So often we think of hospitality as what we see on Hallmark-like holiday commercials or the lavish dinners on a show like Downton Abbey. We expect everything to be perfect, from the food to the table to the cleanliness of the bathrooms. Hospitality conjures up images of those dinner parties of old that demanded high levels of formality, required a week of food prep, and demanded paper invitations. Add to that the pitfalls of topics to be avoided around the table, and it's hard to see dinners as a practice of hospitality, but rather a minefield of hostility. Yet Nowen suggests that hospitality is a place for enemies to become friends, and where dividing lines are erased. He invites us to consider that hospitality is creating space or developing emptiness for others to step into and find freedom. I would search the wide world over for one proverb that is true, but of all.
We are taking a break for just a moment to let you know about an exciting project. All during this season of the Anchored City podcast, we are exploring the places in the city where things are or are becoming the way they're supposed to be for all people. During the months of September, October, and November, we are partnering with Kaladi Brothers Coffee to hear from you about what would make Anchorage the way it's supposed to be for all people. Look for the posters explaining the project and the chalkboard where you can record your input at eight Kaladi Brothers locations across Anchorage. Go to anchorageutc.com allpeople for participating locations. Can't make it to a cafe? No worries. You can share your thoughts by going to facebook.com slash anchorageutc. Responses will be gathered and presented to Anchorage decision makers for their consideration. Please join us in imagining an Anchorage that's the way it's supposed to be for all people. For more information, go to anchorageutc.com slash allpeople. And with all those lessons learned, with the crazy long life, that I lived already And the scars I earned I still can't seem to find The answers And all the questions I never knew But loving you just once Was worth it Even if I I can't One of the best-known rules in pop culture is the first rule of Fight Club, which of course is, don't talk about Fight Club. So often we step into our conversations over a meal knowing that if we talk about certain topics, the meal will become Fight Club. This season on the Anchored City Podcast, we're going to be considering the places in our city where things are or are becoming the way they're supposed to be for all people. And that sounds innocent enough until you hear the topics. Race, religion, sex, politics, and business. That list sounds a lot like the topics to avoid at a dinner party so it doesn't become a fight club. But we are hoping that this season of the podcast can be the worst dinner party, held in the best possible way. How will we do that? By creating an open, free space where change can take place. By hearing from the history, stories, and people of Anchorage through creating a space where enemies can become friends and dividing lines crossed. By curating an open emptiness for the stories of the places where the city is becoming more like it's supposed to be, in which everyone is free to sing their own songs, speak their own languages, dance their own dances, and follow their own vocations. Over the course of the season, you will hear about how one school in one neighborhood, is breaking down barriers. How religious leaders who could be at odds are instead in conversation. How those caught in sex trafficking are being helped to escape. Where businesses are seeking the good of the community and how the leadership of our city is changing to reflect the city's diversity. We are going to talk about topics that are often avoided, but in a hospitable way. As we explore how the city is becoming the way it's supposed to be for all people, we will seek to embrace a hospitality that creates an open space for the other, develops space where change can take place, offers freedom from the lines that so easily divide, and makes friends out of enemies. Please plan to join us each Monday as we host the worst dinner party in the best way 
on season two of the Anchored City podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Joel Keegan. The Anchored City Podcast is grateful for our partner this season, Kaladi Brothers Coffee. Kaladi's is a catalyst for community. Stop into one of their 17 cafes in Anchorage, across Alaska, and in Seattle, or check them out at kaladi.com. That's K-A-L-A-D-I dot We are also grateful for a grant from Resonate Global Mission and a partnership with Street Psalms, both of which contribute to making this podcast possible. And we are grateful for you our listeners. If you are grateful for what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and recommend us to your friends. You can support this podcast by selecting the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative at smile.amazon.com when you shop at Amazon so that when you make a purchase, Amazon donates to us. Resources used to make this episode can be found in the show details. The Anchored City Podcast is a production of the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative. The mission of the collaborative is to train the head, hearts, and hands of urban leaders to love their city and seek its peace. When we say peace, we mean a desire to see a world where all things are the way they're supposed to be for all people. Find us online at anchorageutc.org or on social media at Anchorage UTC. Our theme music is by Anchorage's own Monica Lettner. Thank you.